Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Mary Dixon, and this is Reset. Your guide to local news in Chicago and beyond. On Friday, the U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark case that established the constitutional right to an abortion. We asked you for your reaction to the decision. Here's what some of you had to say. This decision from the Supreme Court has woken the bear. Women will not go back. We will vote. We will organize. We will fight back against minority rule. Now is the time to volunteer for campaigns and get outside your comfort zone. You know, one thing I thought that really should be mentioned is just the different situations all of these women face. I feel our society is still divided about this issue because we are torn between the rights of women and the personhood of a fetus, whose value seems to hinge on whether that baby is wanted or not. Why is everybody talking about abortion? And nobody's speaking to the adoptees who are the product of forced births and births of choice. You know, I had an abortion 20 years ago, and I have a wonderful life with three beautiful children now. And I think back about that abortion that I had because I was so devastated at the time, but I was in a situation with domestic abuse. And had I not gotten that abortion, I definitely would have kept the child and I would have been tied to my abuser for the next 18 years. Despite the ruling, Illinois continues to be a safe haven for abortion. We're in a privileged position here, and many of us are wondering, what can we do to help the people who will be hit the hardest? Here to give some insight is Christy Uchida, a volunteer host at the Midwest Access Coalition. The organization provides accommodation and support to those who travel to, from, and within the Midwest to access a safe legal abortion. So, Christy, I would like to know what's going through your head now a day after the Supreme Court overturned Roe. Yes, it was expected, but still a shock. Um, It's just terrible to think that, um, you know, a law that passed uh, shortly after I was born, um, I was born in 71, the law passed in 73, and now I have teenage nieces, um, you know, that I will the only generation to have bodily autonomy is unbelievable. And what kind of conversations have you been having with uh, people at the Midwest Access Coalition? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you know, we uh, know that there will be increased need um, and increased number of people traveling to Illinois. So the Midwest Access Coalition is a practical abortion fund. Um, You're hearing a lot about abortion funds now, which is great. These are the types of nonprofits that support um, people on the ground. Uh, Some of them provide cash, uh, but uh, others like MAC, Midwest Access Coalition, provide practical support. So transportation, housing, child care, uh, those kinds of things. Um, so we know we're going to see an increase in demand here in Illinois. Um, what does a volunteer host do? Mm-hmm. So I've been providing um, a room in my apartment for uh, people who need to travel to Illinois for abortion for one to three nights at a time. Sometimes they come alone. Sometimes they come with a partner um, and they can um 
I live close to one of the independent clinics in the city, and, uh, you know, they've traveled so far already. Um, hopefully, you know, it's a quick trip just to get to and from the clinic. Sometimes they need to go multiple days in a row. And uh, so they can just stay uh, with me while they're here in town. And our, our last two guests, the abortion providers in Granite City and Planned Parenthood, Illinois, they say that we could see tens of thousands more people coming to Illinois um, seeking abortions as their right to an abortion disappears in around half of U.S. states. And Tanya Atkinson, the head of Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin, had this to say yesterday. When the ruling came down, we had to go out to those individuals who were in our waiting room and say, we're so sorry that decision that you made for yourself, for your family, for your future, is no longer your decision to make here in Wisconsin. And we had to work with patients to ensure that they had appointments in other states where access to safe and legal abortion is available. Now, she talks about a waiting room full of patients that they had to help find appointments in other states for, and Illinois, probably one of them. Are you ready to to receive potentially tens of thousands more people coming to Illinois? Um, Well, it is devastating to hear um, that they had to turn away people from the clinic, and I was encouraged to hear, um, you know, the doctors from the Hope Clinic and from Planned Parenthood in Illinois saying they are staffing up and they are anticipating this influx. Um, yes, I mean, when people ask what they could do, um, a big thing actually is to donate money because, um, it, it, yes, we need housing and those kinds of things, but um, the way that we will handle this influx is by um, building the capacity of the organizations who are already here. Um, so, yes, I mean, it, it will be challenging to accommodate all those additional people, for sure. Um, we have a caller, Steve, in Lincoln Park, and he has a question that you might be able to help out with, Christy. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm eager to hear your question. Yeah. Um, where can we volunteer uh, to answer phones or, or help women get to these access points to get their abortions in Illinois? Uh, Christy, do you have a, an answer for Steve? The impulse is fantastic. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, and there are a number of organizations like MAC um, that are mostly volunteer run. So volunteers are essential. Um, but what's a little hard in this moment is to absorb the capacity of all the folks who want to um, take action. Um, so that's why I'm a little bit steering folks to think about how you can raise money. Can you host a house party? Can you, um, you know, uh, do a screening of that new Jane movie that's on Netflix? Um, you know, I think those are the kinds of things that people can really tangible, helpful things right now. Um, it's pretty hard to spin up volunteers quickly. Uh, there's training that's required, um, and just the existing staff of the organizations are really tapped out right now. Um, I know that some companies, big ones like Dick Sporting Goods and Meta, uh, what we used to call Facebook, they are going to provide employees funds to seek abortion care in other states if they live somewhere that does not have a right to an abortion. And I'm, I'm thinking about the women who don't work at a big company with a policy like that and what, what they might might need to, to get the care that they need. Um, have you had any discussions about that? 
Mm-hmm. Right. So there are um, lots of abortion, like the Chicago Abortion Fund, CAF, that do provide cash for people who need um, that need financial support to access an abortion. Um, there are resources on websites like INeedNA.org um, that people can go to to find their nearest clinic, find waiting times, um, get resources, that kind of thing. Uh, but I mean, thankfully, there are some companies like Dix, like Meta, um, that will provide cash because then when people need to travel, they can afford the airfare, they can stay in a hotel, they can um, handle those expenses uh, because that is a huge barrier for a lot of women, a lot of people. Christy Uchida, it sounds like you are um, working directly with people who are mm-hmm. in the process of getting abortions. What have you learned from some of your, your house guests? Yes, I mean, they're just vastly diverse from, you know, kind of a lot of different walks of life. Everything from, you know, a young couple who came from Minnesota who had a fetal anomaly. Um, they had an older child and really wanted additional children, um, but uh couldn't carry this pregnancy to term. Um, also, you know, um, young a young woman who came with a partner who they obviously didn't know each other very well, but he was trying to support her, and um, she was really the person in charge and um, had to, you know, she drove them and had to, you know, navigate everything. Um, so, I mean, but also, you know, a middle-aged woman from downstate who came on her own. She had a teenage child and didn't, um, want any more, and she didn't want her partner to come with her. It was something she wanted to do on her own. I mean, just a, a huge range of experiences, um, and uh, you know, and I've learned a ton from the clients that I've hosted in my home. I, I'm curious, Christy, what motivated you to open your home to total strangers to help <laughs> them in this in this you know pretty intense time in their lives? Mm-hmm. Well, I've had an abortion myself, and I felt very fortunate to have had all the resources I needed, you know, financial and emotional and um, a job that allowed me time off and those things so that I could easily access an abortion here in Chicago when I needed one. And I want to pay it forward and try to uh, support, you know, other pregnant people now. And um, before we let you go... What would you say to people who are feeling scared or confused right now because of the Supreme Court's decision? I understand. I feel the same. Um, But hopefully taking some action is a way to regain our agency. Um, And so these impulses, you know, to march and to protest and but to donate and to volunteer, that's the kind of thing that's going to get us and to vote. (laughs) That's what we need to be doing right now. Um, one more question. We have been talking about um, how people with fewer resources are having a harder time getting abortions. Can you speak about some of the hidden costs of getting an abortion? Oh, sure. I mean, time off of work, um, you know, often isn't allowed. Of course, um, the majority of people who need abortions also have older children. And so child care is a huge um, expense. Uh, and then, of course, the transportation, I mean, there's food, there's medication, there's, um, you know, just so many expenses. Um, and, you know, a lot of uh, low-income people disproportionately need abortions. So, um, you know, this uh, change to Roe is going to really impact um, low-income people disproportionately. 
Christy Uchida, a volunteer host at the Midwest Access Coalition, thank you so much for your time this morning, Christy. Thank you, Mary. That's it for today's Reset Podcast. Check back in with us for more conversations about the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. I'm Mary Dixon. Thanks for listening. Sasha Ann Simons will be back in the host chair on Monday. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.